What drives you? What inspires you? Let's ignite your why. To Ignite Your Why podcast. I'm your host, Austin T. Gullett, and we're here to have genuine conversations with authentic people to help amplify their voice and figure out what ignites their why. Before we introduce today's guest, I just want to welcome you guys to season two of Ignite Your Why. I was blown away by all of the support you all shown me throughout season one, and I'm so excited for you guys to hear all these amazing stories that come this season. We have some pretty dope guests, and they're super genuine, super authentic, and you'll just have to wait and hear their stories. But today, we get to meet the beautiful, wonderful, creative Brooklyn Ray. She was born in New York City, but raised in a small town in Northeast Ohio, and currently resides in the 513 Cincinnati, Ohio. Brooklyn, how are you doing today? I'm so good. I'm great. Thank I'm glad you. Glad to have you. Thank you. Finally. I know. Come on. Y'all, I tried to get her on season one. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> season one, finale rolls around. Nothing. I got ghosted. I'm kidding. <laughs> nah, but finally got around. And what better way to start it off with an amazing Aww. person such as yourself? Thank you. An honor. Thank you for having me and, uh, you know, not letting that set you back with the season one. It's all good. It's life. You roll with the punches it throws at you. That's right. You know, boxing match, eight, dodging (laughs) weave. Nah, but let's just get straight into this. What is your story? Who is Brooklyn Ray? Okay. So I was born in New York City. Um, It was just my mom and I. And... What I do remember from that time is sweet and it's fond. And um, I remember sort of walking around the city streets and I remember looking up at all the skyscrapers and always just being sort of amazed. Um, I know that I used to love going to the little corner shop where they sold bagels and I would get a bagel and strawberry milk. Strawberry and milk. strawberry milk. I used to love it as a kid. I can't touch the stuff now. It's like oh, sugar. It's just all right. sugar. It's not... Strawberry milk is nasty. I know. <laughs> but for some reason, as a kid, I loved it. Um, and uh, I just remember there was like always, there were always people around. We had roommates like all the years that I lived there. I, we moved when I was seven, but we always had some sort of roommate. Um, and just we were a part of like a mega church and I just remember there always being like a really solid community there and I had lovely little relationships little friendships um my father was kind of around my parents weren't together when I was born but my father and I used to spend some time together then too um and then when I was seven my mom really missed her family so we moved back to a really small town called Brookfield it's in northeast Ohio it's kind of close to Youngstown. It's like pretty dinky. Um, you know, a couple tractors, a couple farms, a small school, gas station. There's like a sub shop that I used to love. And that transition for me, funnily enough, um, I like adjusted just fine. Like I remember feeling like, 
okay, I'm ready to start something new, you know? I think as a kid, I was even then, like, sort of adaptable. Um, I know the transition was a little bit more challenging for mom because I think that she had really gotten used to that lifestyle and, and her friends and relationships. But, you know, she also knows how to survive and live in a small town. So um, I have... I still have a relationship with my father, but I think, yeah, I pretty much grew up with my mom's family, um, and I'm biracial, so I am, like, the only POC in my family and, um, one of few in my town, so that was always, like, an interesting, um, part of my experience, you know, so I, I definitely feel like I, at a young age, kind of learned what it looked like to sort of mirror the people around me and like assimilate. So I know that I had challenges as a, as a kid, sort of like uh, connecting with my blackness and like accepting that part of myself. And it's definitely taken a long time to, you know, work through those things. So um, I definitely still enjoyed my childhood. You know, I had a good time. It was pretty smooth. I was really involved, lots of friends, like sports, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but I then, you know, I went to college kind of nearby, still kind of a small town, um, and was the time of my life and I didn't end up finishing school, but I still am grateful for like every second in Kent. And then I decided to move with some of my best friends and then we kind of just picked Cincinnati. So I've been here since 2015 and this is definitely my home now. I appreciate you just sharing your your upbringing. Uh, so now that we kind of have like a idea of who you are and what you've been through, leads me into my next question. Uh, what inspires you, but more importantly, what ignites your eye? So I have fond memories of being a kid and just like being really uh, drawn to just being creative um, I loved drawing. I had like a drawing board. I would sit by and I was like really fascinated with like aliens <laughs> and I would just draw them. Um, and I loved, I was such a big fan of music. I like was always spinning CDs in my little Walkman and, um, I loved like writing poetry as a kid. Um, so I think that you, even at a young age, I was like sort of always feeling good when I was like making something, kind of creating something. Um, and so even now, like I have a few different passions. I think the top for me has been music primarily through, you know, my adult life, but I've since kind of found like, oh, I do still love to do other things. You know, I think I just feel really kind of alive when I'm putting something out there, you know, I feel like it's almost a way to like leave your mark, you know, I've always sort of felt that way. What are the things that I'm leaving behind? And I also feel like another way to sort of leave a mark is the way that you sort of engage and connect with other people. And that's also something that's like really important to me and has always made me feel just like on top of the world, you know, just like getting to know other people's stories and seeing the things that they love and the things they like to talk about and uh, how they spend their time. So I definitely feel passionate about people in a similar fashion. So 
yeah, I really, I fell in love with music as a kid and, and started to kind of hone my skills once I got to college. Um, there was a specific summer that I just loved when I sort of didn't know what I was doing and I just was like living alone in this little house and um, I just like, I would go down to the library and I would just get these books, which I'm not usually someone who reads, but like I was so just captivated. I was like reading about like sleep and mythology and um, I don't know, just goofy things, poetry. Yeah, poetry, lots of poetry. And um, I most nights I would stay up until like five or six and I would like go to bed when the birds started chirping and like, I can't really even express um, fully like that sense of peace that I had and just like how much inspiration I gained that summer. And I think that that was sort of the time when I started um, writing music, so. That's so interesting though. Cause like when I think of like reading books and like you said you read books about like sleep. <laughs> and I was like, how? Like, I would be so bored. Oh. Like, oh. Just thinking about that, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> how does she read a book about sleep? Well, honestly, <laughs> it was pretty riveting. Like, I just remember really being interested about, um, like, sleep dep deprivation because I – or um, sleep apnea, sorry. So I, like, have – have you ever had that experience, sleep apnea? Uh, my parents both have it, yeah. Oh, they still have it? They, like, have, like, oh, machines that help them oh, sleep really? better. Am I saying the right thing? Sleep when apnea you sleep? Like... No, sorry. Sleep paralysis. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So sleep paralysis. What's that? Are you familiar with that? No. It's, it's where, like, you're in REM, but, like, your body becomes, con like, you become conscious, like, but you basically are paralyzed. So, like, you can't really move, but, like you are conscious but you're still in like this kind of dream state and it basically happens when you are like either highly highly stressed or like really not getting enough sleep and so I've had this throughout my life like like in high school it used to happen I would like fall asleep in class and then I would sort of like come to but I couldn't move and it and then it happened in college a couple times and so like I was reading a book where they talk about like this old hag like most people who have it say they like see this woman like they see like like a figure on their chest and like it feels like there's weight and like you usually see like a dark figure or something so it was not any boring sort Is of sleep true, I mean it's not it's like it's kind of what your brain like I don't think it I don't know like That's I think so people creepy. have different interpretations of it like I some people think out. it's spiritual some people think it's just like your brain just goes there you know yeah, it can be like really scary. I would freak out if I woke I've up had a and really I scary move, one. I would just. Like, <laughs> what do you do? Yeah, well, so like, I for me, I've just had to sort of like talk myself through it, and and like, eventually, you like can gain your movement again. But like, it can range for different people. So I think the longest that I've had that happen is like maybe twenty seconds. So it's not incredibly long. Oh, that's for some people, yeah. it can be like minutes. Or something but for me it was never more than like too long but it's still really scary because like you can usually at least move your eyes a little bit and you do start to sometimes see things and hear things it's so i've heard like a like a it's like <laughs> it starts to feel really like spooky oh, yep nope. so i'm glad that you've never mm -hmm. had to go through that but i'm wondering i'm yeah i'll be curious if any nah, listeners I have had an experience no. with 
That sounds Ooh, so creepy. It's yeah, yeah. So you, we're gonna like try. I'm just gonna change the subject. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can we can swerve real hard on that one. We so can swerve. you were talking about um, growing up. Yeah. you always had this creative side. Yeah. Um, you were into drawing. You talked about drawing aliens. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you think they're real? Um, I think they could be. Yeah, I haven't made my mind up. I'm not sure. I'm open to it. I don't, yeah, I think there's some sort of other life. Yes, I guess, yes. Yes. I do. Okay. <laughs> no, but where did the music aspect come from? So you talk yeah. about your creativity and you said after the summer is where you really started to like write music. Could you give us a little bit more about that journey? Oh, definitely. Yeah, for sure. So um, I grew up in like a really musical household. My grandmother and mother are both piano teachers. So there was always music playing. And on my father's side, my grandfather is a bass player. He was he was a famous bass player, and he sort of traveled with Ella Fitzgerald for most of her career. Um, so I think that, like, even as a kid, you know, taking in so much music and just being so, like, enthralled, um, I knew, like, I had a connection to it. And so I, I you know, I, through growing up and, like, being in high school, I started to kind of fall in love with singing, but I was really secretive about it. And it basically wasn't until I found Amy Winehouse when I was about 15 that I, you know, really started to try and, and do the singing thing. And I would sneak away, like, once a week and hide in my parents' garage, like, on trash night, and I would just try and sing. And uh, most of the time it did not sound great, but I think I even knew then that I had potential. So, um, yeah, it was definitely something I loved. Um, and then once I got to college, I basically auditioned for an acapella group and it was really scary, but I made it. And that was really when my music journey took a, a new sort of step. Um, and just being around people who were so passionate about it and who like were talented and like we were, you know, just eating and breathing and sleeping music, I definitely learned how to sort of work with my voice a little bit better and just sort of uh, learned how to harmonize and how to do little runs and um, just definitely felt like I stepped into a new sense of confidence with my singing. So, Guys, Brooklyn has an amazing voice. Like, I promise you, like, when I first heard her sing, someone, someone from work was like, did you know Brooklyn can sing? And I was like, no. <laughs> Then they like sent me like one of your songs and I was like, I'll check it out. And then Aww. guys, <laughs> I'm telling <That's> you, sweet. <laughs> it's so like soft mm. and it's just like, oh. no, thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. You guys That's will definitely sweet. have to check out her music. Aww. I will make sure to put it in the description. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> For sure. So tell me more about this acapella group. Oh, yeah. every time I think of, like, college acapella, I just go... <laughs> you think of Pitch the Perfect. classic, right? Yeah, Pitch Perfect. like, Fat Amy. Oh, my gosh. The yeah. Bellas. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was definitely not that way for us. Like, we weren't really competing at all. But, like, we would just get together, like, many times a week. I honestly can't really remember, but it was at least, like, four times a week to practice. We would spend, like, three hours together. And we usually had, like, sheet music. And we would also get sent files and we basically just had to like do our little, you know, homework. I couldn't really read m music in that way. So I would just listen 
and then get together with a friend and we would sort of come prepared for each practice but we would it was very lively it was very fun like lovely energy we would end up almost every time like we would sort of warm up in our circle and we would sometimes break off practice our parts and then we would just like end the session with like singing our song in a circle and it was like honestly some of the most like just beautiful I think there's something about only voices singing together that is like it like is transcendent or something you know so it was like really really special it was really fun and I'm still best friends with like a handful of them and we get together every year so it was like the time of my life I think acapella is like one of the coolest forms of music I do too I'm a huge fan of the pentatonics I was obsessed with them we were obsessed with them that was like literally when we were freshmen or sophomores that's when they were on the show the sing-off and like we loved them so much and they were actually like a trio on youtube before and we loved them as the trio but yeah huge fan i love, love them i love their version of hallelujah oh my gosh it's, it's gorgeous beautiful. it's so gorgeous it really is i yeah they're amazing i actually um like hung out with avi the bass the bassist one night like he yeah basically S- subtle we, flex <laughs> no big we deal out with him <laughs> and we he and i would message on on the on the old Facebook every now and then, but that's like a little the, fun fact. The book of face. The book of face. That's crazy. I know. Cause like I've always envisioned you as like this music person. Me. Yeah. Oh, thank just you. Just like just from like having conversations with you in the past, mm-hmm. like it's always been kind of like what I've like known you for. Yeah. But like speaking with you now, yeah. I've kind of realized that you're more than music, and you mm. kind of said it before. Is like. Yeah. You didn't say it in this sense, but it's like music doesn't define me. Right. And your passion is your creativity. Yeah. So besides your music, is there anything else besides like drawing when it's a kid or anything like that? <laughs> but what else of the creative yeah. side is like sparks that fire mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. So obviously music, but I have always loved um, just writing, you know, so it it can take a couple different forms, like little poems. Um, and I also just like enjoy the act of writing. So just like taking the time to like focus on my penmanship. And I have like kept this up since I was a kid, but I still write letters to my friends. And for me, that feels creative and that feels like thoughtful, you know? So I just like, I love writing in that sort of format. Um, I also have fallen back in love with shooting film photography so um i just i love old cameras i love making pictures where i can't see what i'm gonna you know i can't see my results and i have to wait and i send them out and then they get developed and i you know i have the moment of the big reveal and it's like how did i do you know uh yeah (laughs) i love yeah i'm very much i love just things that are like vintage and retro like i you know, I think, I know that a lot of things are coming back now. I've always felt a very strong connection to, like, my childhood and being a kid of the 90s. And, like, those things, like, just are such a part of me. Okay. <laughs> I have to ask this question. Please. So, 
Did you have a hip clip? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and it would play songs for like yes. 15 seconds. Yes. And, it, and like they came in different shapes and sizes. Yes. I had a specific one that was like the small one and it was like, it had like a little blue mm -hmm. where the buttons were. And then you just popped a little tune yes, in there. I, I used exactly to just spin that about. little 15 seconds over, 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 over again. I was like, ooh, I was like in the zone. You know, you had one? Yes, me and my, <laughs> like me and my brother. I feel like we, it was like over quarantine. Over quarantine, my mom was cleaning out the basement or something, and you she found them. Oh, One of them worked, and it was my brother's. Oh, no. But we also had those, um, shoot, video nows. Oh, that's sort of ringing a bell. It was I'm like a forgetting. little, like, they had, like, little, they were, like, little disc, and, like, oh. they had, like, rocket power oh. and rugrats. Oh, and, my like, gosh. It was, like, I'm a little, like, trouble with it was, like, a little, um, little handheld thing yeah yeah and, like, yeah you would open it up put the thing in it was like a little tiny, tiny disc square, okay this is ringing like, a bell okay. where you could watch like tv oh, shows like we had the best toys know, as a kids, kid kids now we like, truly had, had the best toys as a TikTok kid tiktok and yeah. social media it's all, yeah it's like what the heck i know like, i like remember being outside and having to yeah. be in when the street lights came on like oh my gosh nowadays, yeah like, truly i was such a nature gal i was just always romping around we lived by like a lot of nature and I would just like hang out with the friends and just get lost until, you know, sundown. So now you're, those days. So now that you brought up nature, it makes yeah. me want to ask this question. Oh, please. Cicadas. Oh, how do I feel about them? Do you like them? Love them? Hate them? It's so funny that you're bringing this up. So, I mean, I remember when they came around, we had them like what, a couple 17, years back? Or 17, 17 years, years ago. ago. Okay. I remember being a kid and thinking like, this I is fun. This is so special. Yeah. I think that I was, yeah. I remember thinking like, ooh, this is every 11? 17 years. Like, no, I wasn't 11. No, because I think I was I'm 25. Age. Yeah, I was closer <laughs> to that age. Well, I Wait, can't do math. I'm having trouble if I was math. 20, If I'm 25, 17 minus 25. Yeah, I was 12. I was about How 12. How old was I? You and I are a couple years apart. You were like eight or something? Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was old enough to remember. Yeah, Let's right, just say right. that. <laughs> I definitely do remember when they were here that time. And I remember thinking like there was something that was really like, special about it since I knew it only happened you know every 17 years and I was all down for it and then literally yesterday like I knew this was the time and then I like stepped outside and I just saw them everywhere and I truly was like I feel fear like I I, do, I don't even usually have that sort of feeling towards bugs I'm usually fine but there's something about them that like kind of freaks me out and my friends are like started eyes. cooking my friends literally are cooking them up they were eating them they posted on their stories uh yeah, I can't. They like sauced them up in a pan, seasonings and all. So, but I won't be joining that. I won't be jumping on I that train. I don't know how people can eat them. <laughs> I just don't like them because, like, I don't. I feel like I don't mind them mm -hmm. if they're like in the tree, away from me. Yes. But when they freaking land on me. Oh yeah, and then they make that little like their little wings get going. No. <laughs> No. Okay, so I, we're in a similar camp. Yes. Okay, so I'm we at least have each like, other. I literally was just saying this at work today. I was like, why couldn't these things come last summer? Oh, when, when everyone was We weren't doing down. anything and everything was closed. Now everything's opening back up and I feel like I have to quarantine for six more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, we just haven't been able to catch a break, really, I feel. We really haven't. But speaking of 2020 mm -hmm. and we're halfway through 2021 and... Things yeah. are just now starting to become, I guess, normal again. 
But with everything that has been going on in today's world, like how has that affected you? But most importantly, how have you been taking care of yourself? Yeah, um, that's a good question. I think that I have a few different things I'm thinking about. Um, this usually rings true regardless of like what's going on in the background, but I always feel good and feel my best when I'm like keeping my space like tidy. I like really like to tidy. If any of y'all are into Marie Kondo, you know, she's my gal. <laughs> she taught me some things. Um, I also like love cooking. Like that also to me feels like another art form and that just like really relaxes me. That usually helps me to decompress. Um, I like love movies. I love like a nice slow drama. Give me all the indie films ever. I'm so into it. That helps me to just like almost connect with my feelings. I think that sometimes I, I sort of like need to see someone else's story to be able to like, you know, engage with some of those more difficult feelings. Um, and I mean, based on everything that was happening in 2020, I think that there were definitely, you know, with, with George Floyd and the, you know, the long list of names, I definitely feel like there was a light that was sort of shed onto this issue that's been going on for, you know, as long as we can remember. And so I think with just like social injustice, I, two things happened with me. I tend to be very disengaged from the world and from things that are hard and can kind of create my own little bubble. And I think with COVID and social injustice, I just decided like I have to be informed and I need to know what's going on and it's time for me to finally like join the conversation and so I felt this sort of fire and like empowerment last summer and you know still of feeling like this no longer is something I can continue to neglect and it also affects me directly so like I have to be a part of this you know what I mean and I like I want to stand up for my community and I think I definitely have sort of found that connection to being a woman of color, you know, that I was sort of seeking when I was young. And it's like, it's been really nice to sort of reconcile that relationship, you know, and sort of find unity in, you know, community here and just people on social media and like people just being really passionate and, and sharing their truth, you know? So like, on the flip side of that, I think it's important for me to have a balance with social media and make sure that I am, you know, just not going too hard because that can really just mess with my mental health at times, you know. So I think just having a balance with that, but also staying informed is like another way that I can kind of, you know, keep up and take care of myself. Well, I'm proud of you, Thank you. for speaking your truth Thank you. and really finding yourself over 2020. Mm -hmm. I think 2020 did that for a lot of us. Yeah, and I think definitely. it was very eye-opening for me, especially seeing like how everything has affected my friends mm -hmm. and just really not being able to understand is like, it can be frustrating just because like I will never understand it. Right. But like, I always want you and my friends to know that like I'm always going to be here for you. Right. I'm always going to be that ally and I'm always going to speak up against things that aren't right. Yeah. And this is one of those things. Social injustice has been going on for over 400 years and we need to get to a point where everyone is seen as equal. Yeah. No matter 
your skin color or who you are, your sexual orientation, right. like that's a that's an issue. Right. And it needs to be addressed. And I think twenty twenty shed a lot of light to the issues that are here. Right. And I think everything is really like I wouldn't say ch- changing in a fast pace. Right. But I think we're in the right direction. Definitely. We're taking There's the right steps and people are speaking out about it. Right. And I'm going to Honestly, like you have my word, like mm-hmm. I will use my white privilege every single time to right. speak up against it because it's yeah. wrong. So you always have my support. Thank you. So I just wanted to hmm. let you know Thanks, that. Friend. Of course, of course. One thing you did say stood out to me though. What's that? Mental health. Yes. Mental health is something I always harp on mm-hmm. and how important it is. Right. And I know like before COVID, like you did a lot of like performing and everything of that nature yes so like when the world shuts down Mm -hmm. (laughs) essentially yeah how did you handle it like what was that like for you yeah so yeah i was performing quite a bit right before covid for the you know year or two previous i was performing like eight times a month and you know still working and like trying to keep up with responsibilities and I think I got to a point where I was really just exhausted, like mentally and emotionally from performing so much. I think for me, it's like I can be really critical of myself when I'm performing and doing that so much was just like really taking a toll on me. So once COVID hit, I had already kind of decided to take a step back. And I think that the timing I was just very grateful to be able to have a reason to slow down and and kind of take a step back. So um, I do think it's really helped me to just like not really do the music thing right now and to take a break from performing. And I honestly didn't even like touch my guitar until like December, you know, so it was I was just I was finding other ways to still, you know, you know, get that sort of those juices flowing and be creative. But um I feel as though I'm kind of maybe on the upswing with music. I wrote a song and um, I just said yes to like a gig that I'm doing in the fall. So um, the break was much needed, but you know, I think, I think it could be good for me to kind of start easing back in. It's like that mental reset though. Yeah. Cause sometimes like when you're going hard 24 seven, yes. I feel like you kind of lose that, that purpose right. that reasoning behind why you're, you're doing it right and i think it can be overwhelming yes so taking a break doesn't mean you don't enjoy it right uh, but sometimes we gotta do what's best for us right and it's okay yeah because i feel like sometimes we as individuals can be very self-critical and hard on ourselves right. like okay like this person is expecting me to have this song. This person is expecting me to do this. And like, mm-hmm. I think it gets to a point where sometimes we're not doing it for ourselves anymore. We're doing it for other people. Right. And I think just hearing what you were saying, I feel like you got to that point mm-hmm. where you were like, okay, like this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And definitely. like, that's how I felt with basketball. Yeah. Like I literally like got to a point where like, it just wasn't fun yeah. to play anymore. I still mm-hmm. love the game. You know what I mean? Of but I needed take a step back i played from the age three all the way up you know what i mean so like at 14 yeah i was like okay 
I also hated like the coach I was playing for, yeah. so he didn't make it better. Right. I was like, okay, like I just need to take that step back. Right. And it seems like during that time, like you've taken this time off, mm -hmm. is you really got to focus on Brooklyn, mm -hmm. I figuring think so. out who Brooklyn is as a person. Yeah. And dealing with the world being shut down and dealing with social injustices and really honing in on your emotions and mm -hmm. dealing with everything one day at a time. Yeah. You, I can see the growth. Um, I oh. can personally see it wow. from like who you were when I first started working at our store. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we first started working together, yeah. like we didn't really talk much mm -hmm. and I only knew you as a music person. Yeah. Cause like that's all people would talk about. It's like, oh, like Brooklyn's performing this that's and so Brooklyn's doing that. So like I always <laughs> had like, I've kind of painted this picture of like, okay, Brooklyn's into music, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But now like sitting down and actually yeah. like talking to you, yeah, I see you differently, and I can mm. see that growth from back in 2018, yeah, 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 and throughout 2019 to now, yeah, and see how more mature you seem, like you carry yourself more confidently. Mm. And it's a beautiful thing to see because, oh. like, you're such a beautiful individual and you're so humble. And I just love <laughs> that about you. So very soft-spoken, very, like, elegant. Like, you just present yourself well mm. and you're very, like, connectable. Like, oh. I can connect with you. Mm -hmm. Connectable is probably not real. But I just <laughs> made a one. So or, yeah, relatable, like, like you can connect mm. very easily mm -hmm. with you. And I just love that about you. And it just radiates when you like speak with people so thank you you're just amazing that's so sweet so thank you i just want to say thank you oh for gosh. hopping on telling your honor. story you got a lot going on you're into music <laughs> film photography which i'm still kind of confused on what yeah, i wondered if you weren't sure <laughs> i'm not you don't know what it is uh kind of i feel like it's film with photos <laughs> it is yeah like there's like little canisters and you like put them in like old cameras oh like that and you like, like shoot like the like where you yeah do you twist the like little like... there's a lot of different types of cameras um, which that is a conversation for another, for another day, day but i'd be happy to <laughs> give we, you the rundown yeah so we can chop it up <laughs> chop it up so, <laughs> if anyone wants to continue having a conversation with you about anything that we talked about today mm -hmm. whether it's your music your film photography your college experience or your upbringing just anything of that nature what's the best way for them to get a hold of you yeah totally um insta is probably a good spot so you can find me at brookim it's b-r-o-o-k-i-m-m-m -M -M. um you can find some of my music on spotify or itunes um apple music <laughs> itunes that's funny um yeah brooklyn ray uh with two n's and then ray is r-a-e and I also have a website for my music under the same name, so brooklynray.com, and you can find me there. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to put all of Brooklyn's information in the description below. Thank you guys for listening in, and always remember, find your purpose and ignite your life.